Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello everyone. Um, feels very strange in the studio today. I've got Axel with me and no Zoe. Um, it's a funny old time at the moment, isn't it? I'm on the tube on the way in, there's literally nobody there. Me and Axel had our rubber gloves on. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just wanted to introduce our next guest. Um, we chatted to Louise a couple of weeks ago. Um, she was a fantastic guest. Somebody who I grew up um, watching on um, like fashion segments, a good friend of Zoe's um, and we just wanted to have a good chat to her about what life is like now she's back in the UK. Um, I think she's been back in the UK for about six months or something like that so not long at all and what bringing up her daughter Honor is like. So um, let's just get to it. So what a treat today is. <laughs> I'm <just losing> my <laughs> croissant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the woman sitting um, opposite us today uh, left us 10 years ago <laughs> to go and uh, complete world domination, which she did. She absolutely smashed it over in Los Angeles. She's now back here. She's mum to honour. She's a dear friend of mine. Um, and you won't find a better dressed woman. Aww. It's Louise Rowe. Such a lovely intro. <laughs> I'm known for them, actually. Yeah, Are you? Is. Oh, so everyone gets oh, that. No, oh, no, no, <laughs> only, only a, no. No, just oh. you. <laughs> I want that as my phone ring. You won't find find a better dressed woman it's JLo <laughs> thank you Lou thanks so much for coming in pleasure um, it's just so lovely because all the time that you were living in America I was saying to Georgia we've got to get Lou we've got to get Lou and then you're like I guess what I'm moving back so welcome back to the UK how does it feel being back very wonderful I um, spent as you said over a decade in LA and um, you came out to visit a lot it's such a great place it did amazing things for my career you know I my husband's English but we did meet while I was there and it was time to come back it was the end of a chapter I didn't want it to get to the point where I didn't like LA anymore because I was starting I just missed England everything even the rain the pubs the people my mates family countryside the buzz of London I could go on and and even I think you appreciate things um the history of it which LA doesn't really have um and the the culture of Europe on your doorstep all that stuff yeah. so long-winded answer very happy no we want long-winded yeah, answers definitely. on the podcast please true do you think um you wanted to come back to the UK when you became a mum well it's funny lots of people have said that but I was feeling it way before so oh, okay. I think it definitely 
compounded the fact, but I was already on that road and we were kind of house hunting online for a long time and weirdly the house we ended up buying we'd seen and really liked online a year and a half before that then it disappeared and we thought oh it got sold but it hadn't they took it I don't know what they did they took it off the market for a bit or whatever but it's so strange I feel like the older I get the more fate seems to work its hand isn't it it lovely isn't it lovely so I want to talk about you know your move back to the UK but I would like to go back to the time when you were living in LA because you had a really really kind of I mean proper Shelby's lifestyle like red carpets Oscars Emmys just talk us through like those years and what they were like for you yeah so I started out as a journalist I worked at Vogue.com as their news editor this is in London before I left and then uh, I mean because I'm 100 years old this is when um, <laughs> when web TV just started and I and I hosted Vogue TV cut to that led to going to cover the Oscars and that led to moving there I'm shortening the story but um, I, I ended up hosting a show on MTV called Plain Jane, a makeover show with a big heart to it. Yeah. My husband was the it, director. I loved it was it. great. It lasted about five seasons, which in today's telly age, that's a lot. Um, and then I did lots of other shows out there, but most of them had a, a fashion edge to them. Um, I wrote quite a few different fashion columns, Glamour magazine, which is now gone. Um, I know. You know it's sad all I the know. magazines have gone. I love leafing through a mag. It's not the same as scrolling. Anyway, no, I hope it will come back, actually. Well, I think some... I don't think Vogue will ever die, but the weeklies do quite well, actually. We were talking about this yesterday, that do you think our grandkids are going to sit down one day and go, you know, be having their sort of history lesson at school and the teacher's going to come out and be like, right, well, your grandparents <laughs> have this thing called Instagram. And, know. you know, the, the, the paper magazines went and they were just looking online, scrolling, scroll. Like, do you think that's going to be a thing? It's I really fun, hope it is so, funny Because I think we, you always think your generation is, the, well, we are at the forefront of technology, but it's good to have perspective and realise yeah. that that is not going to be cool. And it makes me laugh because I think, like in the same way we've slightly rejected things like Facebook, um, it, they, it will probably happen with Instagram. There's always going to be something new. And I, it's funny because I know most kids are obsessed with phones, but I do talk to parents. There are a lot that don't aren't interested in them. Mm. And, and a friend was saying, she's not actually a parent, but it was such an interesting point. She said, actually, it's the one thing that takes you away from your child is your phone. And so it's sort of not surprising that perhaps they look at it with a bit of disgust in a way mm. because they are it's like well that's mum it's me or the phone I want mummy's attention you know and I don't know I'd be interested and kind of delighted if generation slightly turned their back on it because yeah. it's taken over I, I always think of a magazine as a real treat now me too so I'll put my phone away and I'll sit down yes. and I'll have a magazine and like a cup of tea me too and it's a proper treat yeah. so then maybe that will come back around and people yeah. start to think of it as more of a luxury yeah or reading a book I mean goodness yeah. me <laughs> I literally haven't read a book since before Luna I was know, born. And I love doing it. Oh. But but audiobooks have gone through the roof. Yes. And I think it's very interesting because people obviously there's an appetite to to hear things that are potentially fictional when the news is a bit depressing yeah we kind of turn away from that and podcasts too i think um it's a lot more of an intellectual intelligent discussion than what you might see on reality tv i think that that's you learn a lot more from podcasts and audiobooks mm. yes you do especially this one especially this, <laughs> this so, is the one i'm modeling my chat on yes. so you decided to have um a baby and you guys were obviously living over there in los angeles and you know because of the world that you were living in over there what was that pressure like for you because you've always been very leafy you know kind of you've got this incredible body I'm looking at you now and I'm like she's just tall beautiful oh, yeah. and says she no but I, I mean, mean it's in like you just 
yeah, you you are you've got an incredible incredible figure. And how did you find that process of going through the change during pregnancy? Thank you. I, it's funny I'm, as you're talking. I'm just remembering two memories with you. Oh God! One, <laughs> one when you were secretly pregnant and you stayed at my house and I saw I you, and then I suddenly we were outside and I was like. There's a bump there. And then you were like, ah. <laughs> Was that when I, I we just went, finished hiking the Grand Canyon? I couldn't tell anyone. Probably. And I was 14 I remember, weeks pregnant. You, yes, yes, you were. And you were in yeah. a really cute little jumpsuit. And it was silk. So silk shows everything. Yes. I was like, that's, that's Zoe. She's always got a flat abs. <laughs> they caught me on the trek because obviously in the early days of pregnancy, well, throughout the whole pregnancy, you just need a wee, don't you, all the time. Yes. And I just couldn't tell anyone. By the way, that there. doesn't go away. I never still goes away. Yeah. constantly wee. We'll talk about the pelvic floor a bit later on. Yeah. Um, yeah, you clocked it, didn't you? Yeah, and then another time, you weren't pregnant and we went to Barry's boot camp, which is arguably the toughest workout <laughs> ever. And the, it was such a mean instructor who's really strict. And he literally couldn't speak. He was so impressed by how fast you were running. So <laughs> we're, we're going to yes. talk about figures. <laughs> Zoe takes the biscuits. Oh, God. <laughs> that was, that was, it was a highlight for me. Yeah. <laughs> this woman in, in class the other day was like, I'm not running next year again. No, she never met me before. No. I was like, oh, well, it's so I, nice to meet you. I'm Zoe. Hello. I wouldn't either. I was 10. I was <laughs> up the other end, dying. <laughs> Our first encounter on a treadmill was you jumping off because you needed a win. Exactly. I think oh, if, you'd have, if you'd have run faster, I probably wouldn't be your friend. That's, <laughs> oh, that's the only way you can get her. Feed her loads of liquid before. Yes. No, it was literally just after after we'd had Luna and Axe and I was like, let's get on the treads. And I soon, it was the first time I'd ever run since having the baby. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. myself. Yeah, I yeah. Mortified. <laughs> um, so go on, back to you. Don't uh, deflect. So, so um, yeah, I did a good deflection there. Um, figure and stuff. I, I think being in that city made me more English and more protective of my nearest and dearest and keeping my roots and not you see people spiral off into that Hollywood glam and yes I did do all those red carpets you know as you've done and go to great parties but that's all they ever were Mm. you can't buy into that it's you've got to see it for what it is enjoy it appreciate it I remember going to the Oscars I think I went actually I went two or three times in the end but on the first time I was like this might never happen again you know pinch yourself because it's too easy to start floating away I don't know but anyway I uh, had my family my mum and dad came to stay for ages after I gave birth I mean the the only thing I will say is I did give birth and I could see the Hollywood sign and if we have another oh, one wow. it won't be quite the same <laughs> what was your, what was your labour like um I did a whole YouTube video on it actually it was um it's funny because when I went to a talk at the hospital to sort of, you know, you do try and do your research and it was this male um, maternity nurse who was hilarious and he said, nobody ever has a normal birth. Everyone has to talk about the fact that it was either emergency and scary and terrifying or it, literally you coughed and it came out. And I was like, that's a very good point. People do tend to extreme their stories. Yeah. So I was quite keen, especially because a lot of my followers are pregnant or have been pregnant, to... Um, be honest and it, it but it was pretty normal it, it was fast I thought I had Braxton Hicks and I was actually in labour and so they always say oh you know if don't waste your time don't go to the hospital too early so I got in the shower and washed my hair because that's what they'd said to do like distract yourself and shave and eat because oh yeah <laughs> and eat because you won't get to eat again so I'm trying to put toast down anyway I got back into bed and the other thing they say doesn't happen it's only in the movies is that your water breaks dramatically it's like only in Father of the Bride the gush. But, but that I did I have did. Oh, did you? Mas- yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. 
So I was like, all this is bullshit. I am in labour. My water's just completely broke. And I was like, right, not Braxton Hicks, babe. And it's quite, my husband's quite funny. He's always joking around. And um, he literally hadn't packed his bag. And I was a bit furious because obviously I'm the one in labour and I packed mine ages ago. And he looked at me, well, not packed his bag. He goes, what shall I wear? <laughs> I was in oh, full labour at this point that. it was like you know every three minutes it was quite you know and um, he, and it, he later kind of explained that he'd heard that the, if you wear a really bright colour it can be quite distracting when someone's in pain and I was like listen <laughs> whatever we all know it's because you want to look cool um, and so yeah then we rushed to the hospital which was very very near and I did go in straight into like a wheelchair and rushed to the front and got immediately got an epidural d- dural, and um, Honor was born um, gosh like two hours later it was quick did you My- always plan to have an epidural yes I did yeah. my doctor who I became mates with she's awesome and that's one big thing I miss about being back here um, I almost her is she used to spend twice a year go to um, really poor poor communities in Africa and char- for charitable charitable work deliver babies and she said you know they don't have the option there like you have the choice you have the technology I wouldn't do surgery on you or on anyone without having some kind of pain relief mm-hmm. and like, anything I say here I want to say there's no judgment if people totally. don't want yeah. to have it that's amazing yeah. and, and actually all go for you because I could not I don't have the guts for that but it's amazing when women do but for me I was like I want all the help I can get mm-hmm. I don't know what this pain is going to feel like it's my first baby and I'm a bit scared so uh, it was no it shame was, in that Lou I no, did the same. Yeah. I've had two yeah I, well <laughs> yeah. I had one and then the other time I thought I was going to have one but there wasn't time so. really <gasps> see there's so interesting people yeah. say that there's no time but and I said that on the day because I was like, hurry up, because I knew things were happening fast. <laughs> and the guy goes, as long as you can sit still, I can do this. It doesn't matter how late. So I was like, well, that's interesting. That's not what I'd always heard. Yeah, I think maybe over here they sort of try and put you off having one. Because right. I think that's what happened with me. They tried to put me off having really? one. They said they had to take my blood and then they had to go away and check uh, it was okay. Really? And then she was born in that time. So. <laughs> I know. Well, it's funny because I, I was like, I can feel ahead. And this at this point, my doctor wasn't there yet and they were like they almost looked at me like oh god here we go and then then there was someone on duty who could check and she said oh yes no you're right okay um doctor, I can see your head I can yeah. see your head I mean well, whatever it was I was fully dilated and ready to push and she said your doctor's just cycling to the hospital because she's on a bike ride nearby so she biked furiously to the hospital and when she came in she still had a helmet mark on her head and I think by then because the epidural was in full flow I I um we laughed and I didn't expect to do that in labor but um at the end of this is how quick it was she still had the, the helmet mark on her head when Anna was born the, the, the imprints it's just funny the things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's not the actual helmet. <laughs> just going to keep this on for protection, okay? Exactly. In case things go wrong me. down there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then Honor was born. Yeah, so it was a positive experience. Great. It really yeah. was. I'm, you know, it was. I was very lucky, but it, I think it doesn't always have to be scary. Mm. And I feel like people spread scary stories so I want to spread some nice ones too yeah no I, I was the same first time around and that's how I felt it wasn't anywhere near as bad as I yeah. thought it was going to be because of what everyone tells yes. you yes I do um, feel it's important though to get all of the information like I, I think yeah. the first time around people were not telling me the stories and I was like I, I need I, I'm, oh, really? I'm the person God, that I had to know the stories yeah so did I I had the opposite everyone yeah. telling me all the horror and stories and I was like listen I yeah. have it in my tummy it's not going I'm going to end up 
in labour, so can you just not? But but I was so hell-bent on having it a certain way, and I think uh, that's really indicative of my personality anyway. I'm a Scorpio. I'm very very stubborn (laughs) and very passionate, and I like to know that I'm in control of things. So I had this plan, and when the plan went tits up, I was freaking out because I just didn't know how to get off the plan. I wish somebody had said to me, just tear the plan you up. Can't yeah. have one. You can't have one. I think I'm same as you character-wise, Saggy, but <laughs> maybe someone along the way had said, there's no point. Yes, you can write out your birth plan, but really, that's pointless because mm. you have to just go with what the doctor says on the day. Um, or, what you know, yeah. your, whatever you think on the day, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. I, and recovery? Yeah, I think I was... Um, just sl- going with the flow and s- slow, slow and steady, and not racing to get back in the gym. I thought I would be more obsessed with getting back in shape. Again, I wrote a long piece about this on my blog because I think it, it, before that I had felt like you know being fit and um, slim was was important, and on all these clothes we have to wear. And now I re- genuinely, from the bottom of my heart. It's really nice to just not care, and um, it's all about mental. It's health. really interesting. It's isn't all it? about the mind. There's it's yes. not aesthetics any longer. No. Like we, we, we just cannot get caught up in how we look. Yeah, we have to feel mentally strong to be able to deal with it. Yes, you and know? there's someone else more important than you in the world mm. now, and that is what. I think was the change it's perspective it's like well nothing matters apart from this little bean and as long as they're healthy Mm. you know and did you get any baby blues weirdly I did but when she was about a year old and that I googled because I was like well this can't be postnatal depression because surely that happens right after um I found breastfeeding um pretty easy physically but it was hard from a logistical point of view Mm. I wasn't that comfortable doing it publicly so I would always sort of race home or try and go somewhere private and what was that about do you think what not doing it publicly I've never really thought I don't know other than I just didn't feel comfortable and that's okay too yeah sure but do you think it was because you were worried about what what people were going to say or do you think it was more about you and your body me I'm not body just I quite we, although I do things in the public, I'm quite a private person. Mm. And so I think that's linked to that. But it, uh, since then, I've seen so many of these pods at airports and places that yeah. either I didn't notice or they didn't exist. Mm. And that's great. I, I hope those continue to expand because it is funny. So not to get too sort of feminist high horse, but if men had to breastfeed, it, we would have a whole other <laughs> law about how many rooms there needed to be per square mile, you know, every office. Um, and it would be different. And it, yeah, it would, yeah. and it's still quite rare that an office has a, a nursing room or anything like that. I remember um, with Luna, when I started breastfeeding, I had quite a difficult time with her. She wouldn't latch properly. And I think, um, you know, my nipples were so chafed and so sore, but I was determined to do it. I wanted to do it. And I remember every time I left the house, I felt anxious and stressed. And I, I think a lot of mothers yes. go through this. If yeah. it's not, hap- if it doesn't click on just yeah. like that, you know, that it is a real process to kind of get get comfortable with it and for her to understand what to do and anyway I remember I, uh, my, one of my friends bought me this um, beautiful mustard muslin and I used to go out to these places I'd be like right I'm gonna do it and I used to try and get my boob out and the, the muslin was over and my friend was like you know you look like a mustard ghost so I was complete uh, the whole time during the pregnancy and, all right it's a mustard ghost it's a mustard go- how's mustard ghost getting on because I'd be like wailing underneath this muslin like come on come on and the minute I just took the muslin off and just went fuck it here's my tits 
this is what's going to happen in the coffee shop. I just did it everywhere. I was just like, okay. And I it think was that's really amazing. liberating. Yeah, that I, is well, maybe next time round I'll give it a go because I think <laughs> I'm so in support of yeah. that becoming more normalised. So I should at least try myself to, to mm. do it. Um, I think it's ridiculous that it's a taboo. Yeah, it I know. It couldn't be more of a necessity, not just a natural thing, but like babies need to eat at a certain time. There's yeah. no, There's no like, oh, hold on. That's that. Exactly. It's no, I didn't feel comfortable either time. Like even second time round when we've spoken to loads of people yeah. about how fine it, you know, you can do it anywhere. Absolutely. But I didn't feel comfortable with it either time. No. I don't know why. It's weird, isn't it? It's but just... if people do, they should go for it. And I think it should be more normalised. I mean, uh, yeah, hugely. of course. Absolutely. Mm. I only had one. Generally, I had really positive experiences with it. But there was one um, time where there was an old boy and he, he was, we were sitting in a coffee shop and I could just see him. Mm getting very uncomfortable and then I just heard him going disgraceful <gasps> yeah oh, and I sad. and I basically stood up in this coffee shop with Luna on my boob this was in Cheltenham oh wow and I went what do you want me to do not feed my baby and he and I said if you don't like it you can leave in front of everyone and I was like Yes, people were like that. Go, I mean, good it's for you. So he got up and he got up and left. He did. Good. Yeah, he got up and left. And he was probably best read as a baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course it's, he was. Yeah. They all were back yeah. in the day. It yeah. was, it's really sad that people still have that view about it, and people do have yeah, a view about they it. They do. You hear horror stories, don't you, in yeah. restaurants where people are sitting there and people don't want to sit next to a breastfeeding mother. They asked to move. They, yeah, yeah. establishments asked them to like the, yeah. the women in at the outdoor swimming pool. They were on this morning. They got asked to leave. Oh dear. I mean, really? there has to be a huge movement on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're trying. But yeah. I think it's also um, usually very discreet. You have to be really staring at somebody to even notice. Like there was a lady doing it on the train this morning. I didn't notice till about half an hour in. You know, yeah. I'm just so what if, even if they, yeah. even if someone gets their whole boob out, it's just a boob. Mm. Most people have seen a boob before. It's really not a big deal, yeah. is it? Like, no, really, of isn't. course not. I know. I'm telling yeah, myself bo- this, but at the time, will I always do, yeah. be a big deal to boys <laughs> forevermore. I mean, that I don't think will change. <laughs> so we're going to be back with our lovely guest just after this. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now, let's pick up where we left off with our wonderful guest. How long uh, did you breastfeed for? 
uh, about seven months and I was I would have done it a bit longer but we and this is a good tip actually we came to London and the jet lag and time change really messed up my rhythm and I think I didn't drink enough water and it actually really reduced the milk supply without me wanting it to. Yeah. So Honor was hungry at different times and my boobs weren't in sync with that. And um, I should have drunk way more. Anyway. Way more water, yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, way more water. And she also had a growth spurt at exactly the same time. And so I wasn't able to provide enough. So we kind of did the changeover um, to uh, formula. But How did you feel about that? Uh, really emotional. Yeah. I was not expecting that. I felt really... Like uh, we were losing a bond, which of course we weren't. But then, the, but then a good friend, and I think that's an important time to speak to mum friends because she was yeah. like, "Listen, you will feel emotional. There's a lot of hormonal change going on, but give it a week and you'll feel quite free." And I did because mm. you're not tied so much to this mm. clock. Mm. Yeah. You know. Um, did you feel all right when you you did feel all right when you stopped, didn't you? Yeah. So with Axel, I didn't do it for very long. So I think I stopped because every time he wanted feeding, I literally felt like anxious. I, and yeah, you know, if he'd wake geez. up, I'd be like, "Oh no, please don't wake up! Please don't wake up!" You right. know, like because I really, really hated it. Right. And then second time, um, it actually was going all right. But I just, I don't know. I just maybe I'm just not not made. For, obviously, I'm made to do it, but I just don't feel like it's something I particularly enjoy no, and, that, and maybe and it's selfish it. but no yeah. it's, God, it's so far from that I think if you're imagine dreading something and it can be painful and difficult and mm. you know I think it's it's so important to do what what works for you that's mm. so important yeah, exactly and you mentioned that you sort of started to feel blue after about a year yes so how what would you, what you know what it played was, into that it was and more how was anxiety it? than um depression although I think depression can take so many different forms and um I would feel an anxious about little little things and I still do I think in general I'm I'm an anxious person and I'm working on that all the time and you know even yesterday I was talking to a mutual friend about mm. like natural things that can help with that and I've realized that if I have more than one coffee a day it makes yeah. me feel jittery <laughs> and I and I'm thinking maybe I'll just do decaf because and it sounds so silly and menial, but I think like I haven't exercised since we got back. That's five months ago. That helps. And I think that it was it was probably a mix of things, but I definitely would be driving around. And if I took Honor out on my own, I was like, oh, oh everything just worried me. And um, and I would, you know, be very teary. And the sorts of things that I thought would come earlier came, came, came when she was mm. a year old. But apparently it can do. Yeah, um, it's very common. Yeah, actually. and I didn't have any family around. And I think that was... I needed my mum really, you know. Yeah. How, how was Mackenzie during that period? Because it's quite hard <clears throat> as the partner to know how to support um, if, you know, you didn't really know what was going on. How is he supposed to kind of understand it? So yes. what, what was that like? Definitely. I think, um, and also he's one of those guys who everything, he's so chill and mm. everything, nothing phases him. And so um, some, then I sort of feel a bit silly sometimes. But it is different, I think, for a mum versus a dad I know it's a controversial thing to say but there's there's a lot more going on even hormonally yeah. and I think we dismiss I remember Pandora Sykes once saying gosh we dismiss hormones like you know oh god PMS but they are the most powerful chemicals that exist <laughs> yeah. and so it's very real when mm. you're being reduced to tears or feeling like you know your heart's racing whatever um, and so we, my husband's amazing and definitely open to listening but I think guys still go 
what's wrong because they need to They're have solutionists. a very practical answer. Yes. Well, this is what's wrong. It happened at 10.30 today and this is how we <laughs> shall solve it. Whereas it's not that. It's so much mm. more fluid yeah. and not always an answer there. Mm. Um, so I think, yes, solution not always available. I think it's absolutely key in those moments to be able to talk to your partner. Yeah. The minute you stop talking, <clears> even <throat> about, you know, I've had a really tough time recently with my hormones and, you know, my periods have been really out of sync and, you know, they were speeding up and then I didn't get one for 45 days and I had all these tests done and I remember this weekend before actually my period came on the Monday and I just, I went absolutely bananas. I just had no control over my hormones. I was screaming and crying and lashing out and being awful and Dozza was like, I just don't know how much more I can take of this like when are you going to come back to me it just makes me so emotional to even think about that moment I did he wasn't saying I'm gonna go but it was yeah, like yeah. it's very hard for them to get yeah. into our heads and I yeah. said look we need to talk about this you need to know exactly how I'm feeling because I feel very out of control and I feel really sad and I don't know why yeah I spoke about it on Instagram but I think a lot of mothers go through it because you don't have anything for you you know you, you're doing everything you did before but then you've got this these humans to look after and you've yeah. got a house to run a career to do da, 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 and it's like what the fuck about me what about me yeah. You know, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. No, I'm just listening to what you're saying and it's so spot on. And I think if you, sometimes you can't even process your thoughts. And I, I feel like when I was going through um, that, when Nonna was a year, I actually made a list because I like to write things down. Or it yeah. might be that you can talk to a girlfriend before you talk to your partner just to, to try and, because otherwise it can come out like verbal diarrhea <clears throat> and you don't make that much sense. And so sometimes it's good to talk to a girlfriend first or like I did this list of stuff I knew made it worse and things I knew made it better. Even simple classical music calms me down. Mm. You know that sleep's a big one. Yeah. So even if it's a nap, which isn't ideal but or hard to do, but it, whatever it is, an extra hour a night or you do that thing where you no know emails come through to you after seven... There are practical things that you can do that can help. Um, mm. And it might be a glass of red wine. Who cares? <laughs> or, That's always or a good seven. idea. I know. Yeah, Actually, seven. <laughs> when you asked me for my list of like baby favourites, I'm adding red wine. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, talking of baby favourites. Yes. Before we get into our products, because I'm really annoyed that we haven't got more time to talk no. to you because I just absolutely loved it. But you'll have to come back on. Um, we we a new thing that we're doing this series is we're asking um, um, our guests to tell us the best piece of advice that they've ever been given. Or a piece of advice that they would pass on to a new mum, someone who's going to be a mother. Um, I know you asked me to prepare this, and I'm just thinking. <laughs> I, think, I thought of loads of things because I think that, that you can have very practical stuff, um, like. One very glamorous Hollywood wife told me to take a bottle of avocado oil into the delivery room to give to the doctor because it stops you from tearing. Oh um, my god! Oh, I thought it was a gift. I thought you were going to say because they all love avocado oil. <laughs> They'll give you difficult to get hold of. They'll Apparently. give you special treatment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, thanks. I'll just get the great luxury salad out of that. So you rub um, it on your um, vagine. Vagine. Yeah. Oh, you call it a vagine. Okay. Whatever you yeah. like, yeah. And so, um, and the doctor does it. So that's pretty funny. I did buy the bottle, and I never ended up taking it in. I you just used it on your uh, salad. Avocado. <laughs> like, I was like, this is too good. For this me. should have been for my funny, but no, it's for my prawns. <laughs> Enjoy that. Um, so that the sort of practical stuff, um, and then I mean, I know everybody probably says this, but just give yourself a break because you know it's. And also think short term. Sometimes it can seem like such a massive when you're in a bit of a blue or there's a day where you're just surrounded by screaming and nappies. It like just get through to the next day. Don't worry about next week, next month, next year. 
um, you just just take it little by little. Um, and I think having short term goals yeah. is really important when it all gets too overwhelming and just, um, you know, yes, don't give yourself a hard time. Like you're all doing amazingly. We're all in this together. And it's it is bloody hard for everybody, no matter who you are, because yeah. I think if you're the working mum, you feel guilty and like you're not there enough for your baby. If you're if you're the stay-at-home mum, you're thinking, well, hold on, should I be working and doing more? It, you're never going to get it right. And and another girlfriend actually, she's got two kids and she does what I do, but in LA, and she said, the ba- you know, people talk about this word balance, but mm. actually balance is very fleeting in a good way. You get might get balance for an afternoon or a day, and brilliant, well done. You nobody nails balance for life. There's no secret recipe to it so once you take that in and stop trying to find it you know you kind of let go a bit and just take the moments for what they are I love that yeah I do I think it's taking each day as it comes is a great piece of advice um because you do you you often worry don't you oh well what if they're not sleeping by eight months and I've got this to go to and I'm not (laughs) going to be able to cope whereas really literally just take it day by day because no day is the same no we say you know in those early days that even if you um you just get out of your pajamas and put your tracksuit on um it's a win (laughs) it's like you've actually changed out of one clothes you might not even have had a shower that day and that's fine too and if you make it to the shops you're a fucking hero yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then we'll talk about the park next week (laughs) although I fucking hate the park (laughs) I'm not a massive park fan it's so (laughs) boring boring. I don't get it especially in the rain (laughs) oh god you see all these other parents like zombies like oh let's go on the crocodile no don't want to go on the crocodile (laughs) (laughs) I love you I've missed you I've missed you Um, products products yeah so what are your top okay so I've got I've got the the full scale of like from a couple of treaty ones to cheaper Dry nights, you know those um, throwaway sheets, they're meant to be used for under the sheet on the mattress. Yes. Yes. Well, actually, doctor friends of ours said, if you buy a pack, they are brilliant for one in the the nappy bag. Because you know when you are changing them, you often get um, changing mats that are material, like that you carry with you and you put, but then you're reusing it, reusing it. And I do think changing, when you pull down those plastic changing places, um, they're sort of quite filthy, no matter where you are on a plane or in a restaurant. So dry nights are actually brilliant if you cut them in half and use those on the changing. That is Good hack. Yeah. Yeah. you can use that. them more than once, but and you know, three times or so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, I so at the other end of the scale, a couple of brands I just love. There's Amaya, which and just for their little knitted stuff. I actually shop in the the boys department for Honor quite a lot because they do better jumpers right. everywhere. But Amaya uh, yeah. in particular, they've got these gorgeous fair isle prints, and I'm really sort of traditional in that sense. So that's the treat. There's another brand for cold weather stuff. Um, you know, really lovely bonnets and coats for the snow or the rain is Il Gufo. That's lovely. And oh, it's Italian. Yes. I love that. Very, yeah, I love that. Very brand. fancy pants. Yeah. Um, and then I love Dr. Brown's bottles. For me, they're amazing. Um, the, the glass ones are brilliant. I I mean, this looks, again, n- do what you like. But I did get a bit scared about warming up plastic bottles because you just read about the sort of chemicals that get released when plastic heats up and not putting them in the dishwasher and stuff. So glass bottles from Dr. Brown's are brilliant. And they are they last a lot longer. So well, I really I didn't even like know those. they did glass bottles, Dr. Yeah, Brown's. they do. And they're not heavy, so you can still take them out and travel with them. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, and then there's this really, this is a good gift idea. There's this brand called Gigi New York. Gigi! Gigi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they do, and they're not too expensive, leather 
bound children's books that you oh, can beautiful. that can get their name put on. Oh. It's a lovely present. So I got on a um, Mary Poppins and Peter Rabbit, oh, and so the cover sweet. is still the cover, but it's in leather with um, you know their initials or whatever. And I'm sure they do a pleather option as well for the vegans and stuff. Yeah, if that is a like lovely leather, gift. That's it? really special and something that you can have. Forever. I knew you'd come with some really great ideas. Were they okay? Like, yeah, yeah, just brilliant. Different and brilliant. Yeah, really, really <laughs> lovely. lovely. And red wine, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> lovely Love bottle that. of Malbec every yeah. day. Oh, that's my favourite. Oh, of course it. Love it. We're going to hit the pub soon, Lou. I was just reading an article that the price of wine is dropping globally. Brilliant. I don't know Whoa. why, but that's fantastic. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> winning. Winning on a Tuesday. Um, Louise Rowe, thank you so much for coming in. What Thanks a treat. Thanks for having thank me. You. Come back soon. I adore Thanks. you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Made by Mamas this week. If you did like it, or if you didn't, you just can pretend. Um, but if you could rate, review and subscribe, that would be fantastic. It really helps get the word out there. We want as many parents as possible to listen to this podcast. And so by doing a little review, that really, really helps us. So you can drop us a message at Made by Mamas on Instagram or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman. See you next time. 